0: Doug Terrell, History and Comment is available weekdays on iHeartRadio. Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Friday, December the 16th, 2022. I was in Evansville earlier this week on other business, and for the sake of the season, took a lap around the mall. Quite a depressing affair, actually. The crowds were gone, the decorations were sparse, and I had nothing to shop for particularly. The glacial move in England from a pure monarchy to a parliamentary government took a major step in 1689 when there was a convention Parliament. First, it was an early gathering that altered how government worked. The idea will carry over to the colonies and give authority to the Continental Congress. The 1689 Convention actually determined who would be the next monarch, polished the rules of how a monarch would take the throne, and set some basic rights of citizens and the idea that Parliament should probably meet regularly. Evangelist George Whitfield is born in England in 1714. Whitfield was one of the preachers behind the great American awakening in the middle 18th century. The Boston Tea Party was held in 1773. New Madrid is shaken awake in the early hours of December 16, 1811, when the first two of four major earthquakes shook the southeast Missouri town. The Battle of Nashville in 1864 pretty much ends the Civil War in the middle part of the country. Charlie Chaplin begins his film career at Keystone Studios in 1913. He is paid a sum of $150 per week. That amount will not put him on level with today's very well-paid stars, but it equates to $230,000 per year. Still very good money. Keystone was one of the early studios in California and the first with a completely indoor soundstage. The name was borrowed from the nickname for Pennsylvania, but neither the owners nor the studio had connections to the state. Keystone is remembered for their wacky police chase scenes known as the Keystone Cops. The Nazis were largely focusing on Jews, but also took issue with the Roma people. This is also the same group that gave Europe the gypsies, which make up about 3% of the population of the country of Romania today. The United States, Brazil, and Spain have larger Roma populations than does Romania. If you slept through European geography, Romania lies between Italy and Ukraine and for years was part of the Warsaw Pact. In days well before the Super Bowl, the NFL championship was the big game. In 1945, it is played at Cleveland Stadium. Cleveland beats the Washington Redskins 15-14. At the time, Cleveland was the Rams. This will be their last game in the city before moving to Los Angeles. Then to St. Louis for 10 seasons and back to Los Angeles. That makes them the most mobile team having moved four times. The Raiders are trying to break that record. The first White House press conference is held in 1953. Eisenhower is president and 161 reporters are present. The lighthearted film Chitty Chitty Bang Bang premieres in London in 1968. Almost as long, well not really, but still extremely long for a record, Don McLean's anthology of the Buddy Holly airplane crash is the eight-minute recording American Pie. It's released on this day in 1971. The Miami Dolphins become the first undefeated NFL team with a record of 14-0-0 in 1972. There have been some close calls, but Miami remains the only team to accomplish the feat. It is more difficult to pin down, but it appears there have been 11 times teams have lost only one game a season. We are obsessed with winning, but recall that a 300 batting average is very good. The best overall record goes to the Green Bay Packers, also one of the oldest teams in football. Their record is 782 wins, 581 losses, and 31 ties through the end of the 21 season. That is 572. They are 5-8 and eight so far this year. Ronald Reagan denounces President Jimmy Carter's recognition of the People's Republic of China in 1978. Reagan is out of elected office at the time, but is a vocal force in the public debate and had a daily radio show that ran from 1976 to 1979. There we can see the framework that would become the Reagan presidency unfolding. Quote, a vision of faith and freedom that would restore Americans' confidence in themselves and their country, reignite the nation's engines of economic progress, and initiate a winning policy in the Cold War, End quote. That formula will always be a winning plan. Contrast that with the opposition that demeans faith and promotes the idea that government is the answer to all problems. Again, we can quote from Reagan, the most feared words in the English language... I'm from the government, and I'm here to help you. There was a phrase that floated around, most likely a tidbit from the anti-war movement in the 60s. Kill a commie for Christ. While that is pure sarcasm and well out of context, the current administration is so far off the left edge as to be completely scary. I'm not advocating depriving anyone of basic human rights. Exposing minors to sexual themes is not a basic human right. The president's actions and comments that surround the recent marriage bill that passed and was signed into law should alarm most anyone with more than three functioning brain cells. We are mainstreaming behaviors and deeds that should not be a conversation in polite society and vowing to protect them at all costs from any assault or even civil debate. Folks, we're well past Orwell in terms of newspeak. In the science world that deals with genetics, there is a concept of genetics versus environment. In humans, the same concept is described as nature versus nurture. What is a genetic trait and what is caused by where and how you grew up? Some studies of twins suggest personality may be as much as 70% genetic. There's an 8-year-old boy who may be certified soon as the youngest ever to have skied on all seven continents. He and his family recently skied on Antarctica. Was that nature or nurture? Most 8-year-olds have not skied, let alone in more than one country, even less more than one continent. Purely there's a major family effect in play here. But is that family genetics or environment? If he had an identical twin separated at birth, we might be able to tell. That's history and comment for the 16th day of December. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.